All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, and tonight I am actually joined by Lou the Big Daddy. So, Lou, how are we feeling since it's the first week of fantasy playoffs? Considering half of my leagues I am not in the playoffs, I am not feeling great, Tim. But I do want to say that tonight um, your voice sounds like a phone sex operator. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I've been told I have a pretty sweet radio voice, so I could be a phone sex operator, no doubt. Talk dirty to us. <laughs> Give us a 10-second clip. I'll have to pass on that for right now because that could be used against me in future podcasts. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so here we go. At this point, if you're listening to this, you know kind of how we roll on our Friday morning podcast. We record. We kind of preview the games. Luth says some funny things. And that's kind of that. So, you ready to hop into it? Let's do it. All right. Um, So, the first game, Sunday, 1 o'clock, we have the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears. Chicago is coming off an embarrassing loss to the Detroit Lions after they were up by 10 with, like, less than five minutes to go. Uh, Houston also cost themselves the game after Deshaun Watson took a safety and then lost a either kind of bad snap slash drop snap uh, inside the Colts five yard line, which threw any chance of them winning that game into the trash can. Uh, both of which kind of made me happy for my Friday fire last week. So I guess Lou, I'll start with you. Where are you going with this game? Uh, I like Texas. I like the way they've been playing. They've been playing with a lot of fire. Uh, Chicago's boring. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, Houston doesn't really have a good defense, but um, I like Houston here, man. I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him win some more games. So I'll take Houston. And by the way, Houston's favored by one point. That's correct. Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston too. Um, my main storyline with the Bears going forward, since I know that they're terrible now and their defense just doesn't care anymore because I know they can't move the ball, is that do you think Matt Nagy gets fired? at the end of the season. Yeah, he has to. Even though he wasn't the coach when they took Trubisky. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And here's why. Because John Madden said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. John Madden is one of the greatest coaches of all time. I mean, for Madden purposes. But, um, no, I, I mean, he's up there when you're talking legacy. And... What he said is so true because you have no leader on that field. I mean, the only leaders you have are on the defensive side of the ball. So don't be surprised when there's no offensive game. And luckily for the Bears, Montgomery has really gotten it going the last couple weeks. But other than that, I mean, that is a dormant, boring, shithole offense. And he should be ashamed of himself. So let me ask you your question. You know, if you don't have, if you don't, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But if you have Mr. Trubisky, do you have a quarterback? Let me ask you a question. I'm just saying, if if it's me, I'm giving Matt Nagy one more year with a quarterback that like can actually throw a pass. <laughs> um, well, who's, I, it, who's that going to be? You, I mean, now you're talking Foles again. No, we're gonna. Well, no, Foles is terrible too. We're gonna draft someone. We're gonna sign Jameis Winston. We're gonna do something. I mean, I know Winston's turnover. Can you imagine going from Mitch Trubisky to Jameis Winston, how insane that would be? <laughs> yeah, but the difference is Jameis Winston puts you in a position to win games. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm taking any 
any quarter, I mean, pretty much anyone they could get is better than what they have. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, me and Lou are both on the Texans this week. Uh, we both know they can't play – they don't play defense of any kind. But I think Chicago's mailed it in. So, give me Deshaun Watson here. Uh, next game, we don't have to spend too much time on because it's kind of two awful teams. Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are pretty incompetent without Joe Burrow. We knew that. That's how they ended up with him in the first place. Uh, the Cowboys, it is currently week 13 going into week 14, and they still don't know what gap they're assigned on defense. So that's probably not a good sign. Um, so I guess I'll kick it back to you, Lou. I mean, go with the Red Rocket here. I'll take Dallas. Um, you know, favored minus three and a half points. You know, this is like a varsity high school matchup, so no one's really too interested in it. Over under 43. I like the over there because you got two really bad defenses and two, you know, not great offenses, but Andy can sling the rock. Yeah, you know, Andy Dalton against his old team that just got rid of him, so maybe he's in for a little revenge game. Revenge game. That's right. Um, yeah, I just think Dallas has too much talent, but, like, the way they play defense, like, I just don't trust them. I'm still going to take them, but their defense is so bad. The whole thing's bad. Yeah. Oh, here's All right, so talk about Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy being fired. Are you firing Mike McCarthy and Nolan, the de- defensive coordinator? I mean, you can. If you're Jerry Jones, you can't admit you made a mistake by firing him after one year. You got to let him play his system for a little bit. Um, you getting rid of the D.C., though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You yeah, he's a goner. Somewhere. Yeah, he's no. a goner. <laughs> that, that, dude, that dude's ticket was written months ago, so – um, I mean, that's some bad, that's some bad defense over there, but, um, no, I mean, it's, it's the Jerry Jones saga again. We see it time and time again, but this one was bad because yeah, you know, how many times we talk about even the players don't want McCarthy around that fat red eared prick. You ever see his ears? They're like always beat red. He's disgusting. That and to think that that's the guy that Jets fans really wanted when he was available and they wanted him I- and I, I tried telling them, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And they were like, no, he's so good. I'm like, yeah, anyone will look good with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, but I, would, I will say the Jets might have a couple wins if they had a different coach. Yeah, which would ruin Trevor Lawrence. So, just saying. We'll get to the Jets a little bit later. Uh, so, I think we're both on Dallas this week. So, that's two for two. We're in agreement. Uh, the next game, Kansas City Chiefs. Our Kansas City Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins. Miami has been playing really good defense uh, as of late. And the Chiefs have been doing what they do against inferior opponents, which is play down to their level and, uh, you know, just mess around and get cute in the red zone. Um, And obviously, so far, every time the switch has been needed to be turned on, the Chiefs have turned it on every time. Um, I'm a little worried about this game, mostly because the page Flores runs Belichick's defense and that confuses Mahomes. So uh, that's not great, but I don't think Tua can put up enough yards and points to score with us so where are you on that you took the words right out of my mouth i was going to talk about coach Flo. i love him you know um yeah, i know we were coach. talking we were talking what was it two weeks ago when i was on with you and you said who would be your coach of the year thus far you know i thought about it and i know you took Flo, but um you know i i actually agree and i just think he's great and i think he's honest and uh w- what's interesting about this game is am i worried no and here's why, because when, when the Chiefs play these better defenses, they play better. So the better the team is, the better the Chiefs go for. That's why, like, with the Raiders, we're always going to be in a shootout, always, because they're just 
it's kind of like I said, we play down to our level, but we also play up. And when we play up, it's impressive. Um, so that's why, you know, obviously the Chiefs are number one in power rankings. That's why the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites this year. It's because it doesn't matter who they play. They, they find ways to win. And if they're not finding ways to win, it's because they're just blowing teams out of the water. And, but that, that kind of the, – the, the difference between a good game and a bad game is that Patrick Mahomes doesn't have bad games. If you go back and look at all of his stats since he's been a starter, he hasn't had a bad game. He's still throwing a ton of yards, and if it's not a ton of yards, it's a ton of touchdowns. He still makes plays with his legs. I mean, not so much the last couple of weeks. It looks like he's been down the back, which I'm fine with, believe me. Um, but you just I, – I think that Miami is hot here. I think Tua sucks. I'd be more afraid if it was Fitz Magic, you know, throwing the rock back there, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I just love what Kansas City's doing this year. Do I wish we had higher margins on our wins? Yes. Do I think that heartbreak is looming? Yes. But it's not happening against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Take the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't love the seven points. I do love the 50 and a half over because I do think it's going to be a big game. And I think we see a Fitzpatrick siding here. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't touch the the, uh, the spread on the seven points. I don't like that. That makes me very uncomfortable. I'm going to use my time on this game to talk about how good Travis Kelsey is. Um, once again, another 1,000-yard receiving season. He's actually on pace for, I believe, well over 1,250, which would be three years in a row, I want to say, for 1,250. Uh, we could, insane. Yeah, we can uh, we we check that. Um, if you had to ex- – excluding quarterbacks, right, and you're just talking general players – like, where do you think Kelsey ranks in the league? Because obviously tight ends create big match, uh, mismatches, and obviously he's, like, amazing at it. Because you can't put a linebacker on him, he'll run right by him. And you can't put a safety on him because he'll body him. So it's kind of like – I mean, I don't say Gronk in his prime, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, that same type of effect where it doesn't really matter who you put on him because he's going to be open all day. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I, I think it's hard because, you know, you want to talk in the league, there's a lot of really good players. But he's got to be – and this is going to sound silly because I actually haven't had time to think about it because you just asked me and put me on the spot in front of everybody. Yeah, I like um, to do that. <laughs> I'll say he's a top 30 guy, and that is because how versatile he is and that he runs routes like a wide receiver. Very fucking slow, but he runs routes. He runs clean routes. He runs smart routes, and he's a great blocker. Well, good blocker. Good, great blocker. Almost great blocker, but he's good. He He's above he's good, good but below great. Yeah, right, he just doesn't okay. put. He doesn't do what Kittle does, which is like put people on their ass. But like he just makes solid blocks, and that's all you need him to do. Yeah, I mean, I trust Travis Kelsey blocking almost more than Eric Fisher. So, yeah, well, don't get me started on him. Well, as of right now, I can't even be mad about him because he's by far our best lineman. We don't have anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the way, just before we get off this game, it's got to be Mahomes MVP this year again, right? Yeah, it's a lock. I, I mean, his stats are even better this year than they were when he won MVP. Once uh, Wilson and Murray dipped down, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're both on the Chiefs this week, just, you know, in case you, you didn't gather that from that little five-minute conversation there. Okay. Uh, this is an exciting game for you. So uh, the Arizona Cardinals traveling to New Jersey to play the New York Giants. Giants are scorching hot right now. Danny Dimes is expected to be back this week. Kyler Murray is not scorching hot right now. 
Uh, he has not been the same since he banged up his shoulder in the Seattle game. He's not looking to run as much. He's been a little inaccurate. Um, the Cardinals are one Hail Mary away from being winless since their bye. They are 6-6. Six and six. The Minnesota Vikings are right on top of them for the last wild card spot. Since they're your NFC team, I'll let you take it. Well, I don't feel good about my NFC team anymore. That AC joint is an injury that happens to quarterbacks all the time. They always play through it, and we see the same results every time. But Arizona realizes this is their opportunity. You know, they like, you know, I do think Arizona continues to build over the years, but they saw, you know, a chance here to, to take something and make it great. Unfortunately, like you said earlier, he's not himself, Kyler Murray. And, you know, he is a heartbeat of that team. You know, you could sit there and name other players and you could talk about – what the hell is his name? DeAndre Hopkins. You know, it's like DeAndre's great, but the thing is you need someone to get on the ball, and that's Kyler. And Kyler, you know, isn't doing all the scrambling that he usually does, and he's sitting in the pocket a little more, and he's a little more hesitant when he wants to run. So, um, kind of heartbreaking to see my Cardinals fall apart. But I, I actually think here – this is a classic trap game, Tim, and here's why. Because we know what Arizona – could be. We've seen them in the beginning of the season. We see what the Giants have been this year. They've actually been really good, and they're actually fun to watch. But I think this is a trap game, 100%, because they're just begging you to take the Giants' money line here at plus 135. I mean, this is like – and there's a chance that Kyler Murray's like, oh, wow, my shoulder's feeling a little better this week. We have no – I mean, they cleared him as healthy this week, but they also – you know, I don't know. So don't touch this game if you're betting, but it's going to be a fun one. So, speaking about betting, I actually wrote about this game for the Friday Fire because I'm taking the Giants with Arizona laying a field goal. You're um, a fool. You're no, a fool. no, listen, listen. So, Giants defense playing really well, and the teams that give the Cardinals problems are the teams that play really good zone defense. The Giants know that they can't play man-to-man with anyone because I don't even know who their corners are. That's how bad they are. So, they have to play zone the whole game pretty much, and that's what they've been doing. Um and that, that and their offensive line is really starting to gel, and they're making Wayne Goleman look like a legitimate running back, which is, like, weird. Um, so I'm going to take the Giants because I just think they win the game. They should have beaten Tampa, who I know is better than Arizona, and they should have beaten a couple other teams that I know are better than Arizona. I'm going to stick with the Giants, even though it might come back to bite me in the ass. Uh, but I just think they have momentum, and Joe Judge knows how to coach. So that's where we're going there. All right, I'll take the Giants. Lou is disgusted, but I'm going to take the Giants as well. Uh, here we go. This is a fascinating game. Vikings at Bucks. Fascinating. <laughs> this is fascinating because this has a lot of playoff implications. Bucks seven and five, Minnesota six and six, and then we just talked about Arizona six and six. So they're all kind of like right in that mix for the wild card. So I guess I'm just going to kick it right to you. Tampa's number one against the run. The Vikings are the number one rush, rushing offense in the league. So, who's going to win this game? Minnesota. Ooh. You don't like that, do you? Okay. Continue. So, I love me some Dalvin Cook. What I love more is eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the box and Kirk Cousins throwing over their head on play action. Preferably to Justin Jefferson. No one one would be upset with that. Um. Tampa Bay has been very disappointing with the exception of maybe three or four games where Tom Brady just lost his goddamn mind. 
Um, but he his age is showing, like a. Uh, I I mean it's it's starting to come out here, and he is so frustrated and he hates his team and he probably goes home and beats the shit out of Giselle, and I just think the Vikings are are hot. They're playing great football lately. Um, even their defense kind of turned it around out of nowhere. They were just Swiss cheese, and now they're like provolone, man. There's no holes anywhere. That's Mike but, Zimmer, baby. Defensive you know, okay. guy. I'm sorry. You wouldn't understand that reference. You're not a deli guy. But yeah. um, but I know Swiss cheese has holes in it, so. Yeah, okay. I got you. I'll follow <laughs> that. See the cheese head behind me? Look at that. There's a little bit of holes in there. I do. <laughs> I didn't notice that was there. Uh, um, but, yeah, so uh, just because – and solely because I think Tom Brady's in, uh, a washed-up doucher now, and I just love the way the Vikings have been playing. I'm going to take Minnesota for an upset here. For those of you at home, Vikings are plus 252 this week. That's sexy. And they're yeah, also yeah. six-and-a-half-point dogs. So, I mean, if you don't feel comfortable betting um, – I do think it's a close game. So, if you don't feel comfortable betting the money line, but that that's a good payout for an upset. Yeah, no doubt on that. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to take Tampa. And pretty much the only reason I'm taking Tampa is because Kirk Cousins on the road versus Kirk Cousins at home are two totally different people. When Kirk's in the dome, he's really good. When Kirk's on the road, he is trash. Excuse and- me. Excuse me, sir. Are you forgetting that Kirk Cousins lights up the 1 p.m. spot every <laughs> single time? He lights it up when he plays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Get out of here. That's nice. So I guess we can we can uh, see who wins this game. But I'm going to take Tampa mostly because I think they contain – you can't stop. You can't stop Dalvin Cook. They contain him, right? They take away those explosive plays, and they make Kirk throw it to not his top two options. Um, Buccaneers play a lot of man coverage, which will probably come back to bite them in the ass in the beginning of this game because I don't know who can man Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson one-on-one. Route running is just way too good. Um but they had a bye to prepare for this game, and they're going to be healthy. So I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I can see it, but I really I'm, – I'm going to stick with the Vikings here. I love them. All right. Uh, the next game features two quarterbacks that Lou loves. All right, we have the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke against the Carolina Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater. So, Lou, if you had to start a team with a quarterback and it's one of these two only, who are you taking? I'm not answering. You have to answer. Yes, All right. Um, um, is Christian McCaffrey playing? In this game, no, he's not. He was ruled out. Oh, Denver? No, Carolina. That still didn't answer my question. Which quarterback would you rather have? I, I mean, I think if I say Denver, that means Drew Locke. Oh. You'd rather have Drew Locke. Okay. Yeah, I mean Drew Locke, like he's just young and spunky, and yeah, at least he has some upside. Yeah, yeah Eddie Bridgewater sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's so not true at all. But I feel you. Um, this game is not really that interesting. I'll be straight up with you. Both of these teams are four and eight. They're both out of it. Um, Carolina coming off the bye, still no McCaffrey. By the way, if you're mad at Christian McCaffrey for screwing you in fantasy, if you would have uh, read my article about 400 touch players, you would know that his body was going to break down, and it did because you just can't sustain that. But just saying, I'll throw that out there. Um, you have pretty much two opposite quarterbacks to me. You have Drew Locke, who if you watch the Sunday night game, they brought it up like five different times. 
that all he wants to do is throw deep. And then you have Teddy Bridgewater where all he wants to do is throw, you know, five yard hitches and stuff. So we're on like two complete opposite sides of the spectrum here. Um, I'm going to take Carolina, but like, I don't feel good about it. Now, if CMC was in, Teddy Bridgewater has someone reliable to throw to. Mike Davis has been kind of last couple of weeks. So give me, uh, give me Denver. Yeah. I don't think too much time to spend there, but if you are in the fantasy playoffs and you're trying to stream a sneaky defense, Carolina Panthers might be your team. Drew Locke takes a lot of sacks. Drew Locke throws it to the wrong team a lot. Just saying. Um, okay, here we go. The last game at the 1 o'clock window, we have the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I don't think that this game is going to be particularly close. I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to start this with a fantasy question for Lou because I'm in, a, I'm in a predicament, and it's in the league that we are in, and I'm in the playoffs. So you have to, you have to pick three guys, Lou. Robert Woods against the Patriots, A.J. Brown against the Jags, Deontay Johnson against Buffalo, and Justin Jefferson against Tampa. Now, here's my problem. A.J. Brown hasn't practiced in two straight days at all, not even limited. So if I don't play Robert Woods tonight and then A.J. Brown doesn't play, (laughs) I'm in big trouble. Right. Yeah, so what are you doing? I mean, I have my lineup set already, but I'm just curious to see what you would do. Okay, so – what makes it tough is because Buffalo – normally my first pick would be uh, – I, I think you start Justin Jefferson no matter what, so that's yeah. Um, I would say uh, problem with Johnson going against Buffalo, Buffalo's secondary has been pretty good against the pass. Um, their run game is where people have been exposing them. But with your injury thing and A.J. Brown really hasn't done much the last couple weeks, I would say put Johnson in. And Robert Woods, I believe the Rams are home, correct? Um, they are, yeah, they're home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Take, I would take Robert. So I played Jefferson Woods and Johnson. So that's currently what we're doing mostly because, uh, at first I was petrified of Stefan Gilmore and that, cause like you should be petrified of Stefan Gilmore. And then AJ Brown was like, yeah, I might not even play. So I was like, all right, well, I guess we're throwing Bobby trees in there. So, um, did that have anything to do with this game? Not really, but Tennessee's going to win. So we're just going to move on. All right. Four o'clock window. I actually want to – what about last week when Jacksonville kept it close? Yeah, you know, I don't really know what they're doing with Mike Lennon because, like, you might actually win a game if you have him at quarterback. But the problem with Jacksonville is that they can't stop the run and Derrick Henry is going to run for, like, 9 million yards. Yeah. So that's why I think, like, if they were playing not Tennessee, I'd give him a chance. But, I mean, how many times have we seen Derrick Henry – run for like a 75 yard plus touchdown against Jacksonville. It's like every season. <laughs> yeah. Literally every time they play. Yeah. So um, it's, do you like the over at 52 and a half? Uh, Cause the yeah. secondary. They've really. not, neither of these teams can play defense. Yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, sense. listen, if you're getting lit up by Baker Mayfield and Donovan Peoples Jones, you can't stop anybody. Nope. So that's, that's that game. We'll put a wrap there. This is an interesting one. Colts at Raiders. No preview from me. Lou, you got this one. Give me the Colts. The Raiders are a piece of shit. I hate that franchise. I can't stand them. I think Derek Carr is terrible. I actually just put out a blog that you all should read if you haven't. It's called Are You a Masochist? NFL Edition. And I specifically mentioned the Raiders. And if you still are a Raiders fan, you, my friend, are a masochist. Derek Carr is very disappointing. He shows up when he feels like it. 
and the rest of his team rarely shows up. They really don't. Um, that the fact me watching them get blown out by the Atlanta Falcons was it for me. I am so done. Put a bow on it. The Colts. I know they. I think they lost last week, but no, they won. They played Houston. They, they were on the verge of losing. Right. Okay, that was yeah. close. <laughs> but again, now we're in the same territory we were talking about earlier, Tim. The Colts find ways to win these games. I will take the Colts. Not only that, I will take the points because they are at minus three. And I, I mean, I hate the Raiders. I want all of them to get sick with COVID and none of them can play for the rest of the season. Um, that's the end of that. And I hope Derek Carr gets injured. Well, I never root for injury, so I'm going to have to pass on that part of it. But, right, but uh, you don't root for injury because you've been hurt. I'm not an athlete. I'm 280 pounds, 5'9". <laughs> I don't like if I get hurt, that's because like I, I, I like rolled my ankle getting out of bed to get a sandwich. Yeah, I still don't want him to get hurt though. Maybe we could just hurt his self esteem by no, embarrassing I him. I, I actually don't <laughs> like the Raiders, I can't stand the Raiders. Some people don't like the Chargers, you know, some Chiefs fans. I hate that, I hate them almost as much as I hate the Dallas franchise, but we can stop talking about that. We can move on. All right, <laughs> I'm also going to take the Colts. And I think this is mostly because Jonathan Taylor and company are going to run all over them, which is going to make it hard for the Raiders to move the ball against that Tampa two defense, the Colts run uh, pretty simple. Now is Phillip rivers capable of throwing, uh, you know, three to four interceptions that are boneheaded. Uh, yes. He, yes. He could totally do that, but he hasn't done it, you know, for a while. So either he's due or they're just being super conservative with him. I'm not really sure, uh, but I'm taking the Colts. Hold on, I just want to look something up real quick. I believe. Uh, okay, so do you know what Derek Carr's career QB rating is? Do you know what his career percentage is? Is that you by quarterback rating? Do you mean like passer rating or like QBR? Yes. Passer rating. So passer rating is that weird one that goes to like one fifty three point eight or some crap like that. Uh, I'd probably say it's like. 92. Okay, do you know what his career completion rating is? Uh, that's probably high, like 65 plus percent. 64 percent. Okay, I was close. I hate him. <laughs> what was his QBR? He's just so he's so he's so inconsistent as a quarterback. I mean, we're looking here, ready? Here's his here's his career. 58 percent, 61 percent, 63, 62, 68, 70. And this year he's on pace for uh, this is going to be sixty-seven point eight. I mean, he is so inconsistent. I don't understand. I'm, I, I just don't <laughs> like him. I really don't like him. Look, like, look at all these other quarterbacks that we have in the league. Like, I, I mean, you want to talk about your boy Matthew Stafford, who I, who, who I berate every single week because he can't win games, like. Now you're talking about a Raiders team who has weapons. Imagine, imagine Darren Waller. I'd be if we didn't have Travis Kelsey, I would love Darren Waller. I agree, he's really I good. Just, I think he's too inconsistent. Okay, let me look up the QB rating thing that I was talking about. <laughs> um, so QB ratings, total quarterback ratings: 40, 41, 54, 51, 46. That's not what I'm looking. at. I'm looking at here. Hold on. 79.6. This is for the year, by the way. Okay. 79.6, 91, 96, 76, 93, 100. And this year he's on for 104. So he's trying to have his best year and he still sucks. Yeah, I wouldn't say he sucks, but he's not amazing. 
He's barely at 3,000 yards. Barely. So, they're not, they don't ask him to throw. You know the Raiders run the ball more than half the game. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, this one, Jets and Seahawks. I did write about this game for the Friday Fire because Seahaw- Seattle's laying like 14 points on this game. It's 13 and a half right now. Um, I actually took the Jets because they've been super competitive. Not to win, not to win. I'm not that much of a crazy person. But um, just to show up and cover a 14-point spread. Jets have been actually playing competitive football by their standards the past couple of weeks, which is like really weird to say out loud. Um, Seattle, me and Lou know they are not capable of blowing a team out. doesn't matter how bad they are. Every game they play comes down to the final two drives. So I'm taking the Jets to cover. I'm taking Seattle to win. I really don't think there's much to say other than Jamal Adams might rip someone's head off in this game. Yeah, he might. But I will say, like, dude – the Jets didn't play competitive. They played the Raiders, who we're talking about. Like, the Raiders suck. I don't even – I mean, the Seattle Seahawks could win this game by 30. That wouldn't surprise me. Even their defense was Seattle last week playing pretty well. Um, I mean, the Giants couldn't really do too much. They also didn't have Daniel Jones. But, um, I mean, I'll take Seattle. I don't like the points, but I'll take the points just to play devil's advocate because – not the. I mean, I don't like the Jets, and that team is just sad, just just sad, sad, sad. And the Seattle Seahawks really need to turn it up here because that um, NFC West division is getting real tight, real tight. Correct. This is a big game for the Seahawks. Not that in terms of their game, because I think they're going to win. But I'm saying the Rams playing the Patriots tonight is huge for Seattle, especially because the Rams already beat them. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. The Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. What do you know? Matt Patricia gets fired and the Lions win a game. Crazy how that works. Uh, the Packers are coming off an ass-kicking of the Philadelphia Eagles who can't seem to do anything right. Um, listen, I love Matt Stafford as much as the next guy. They're not going to win this game because they can't stop the run. Or, they well, they can't stop anything because now that Jeff Okuda's out, they're not going to be able to stop the pass either. So... This is going to get ugly for Detroit, so I'm going to take the Packers. You're going to take seven and a half? Mm. It's a good line. Yeah, that half point really is throwing me off. What if I bought you a point at six and a half? Yeah, I'd probably take the Packers. I would take six and a half. I'm not, I don't think I'm taking seven and a half just because, I don't know. When, when coaches get fired, the team gets all – Pumped up. Yep, exactly. That's why I took Detroit last week. It was too easy. Getting points. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we're both on Green Bay this week. Not much really to report there for the Lions. No Kenny Galladay, no Jeff Okuda. What if uh, Aaron Rodgers ended up as MVP? Would that surprise you? Yes. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I'm just asking because there's chatter about it. You know, they're saying like, oh, if it's not Pat, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. I mean, I guess, because we've seen the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, my second in the MVP would be Josh Allen. Okay. We're going to have to have an MVP and award show podcast because we could be here all night talking about that. Yeah. Um, we're both on the Packers. Next game, the only thing intriguing about the Saints and Eagles is that Jalen Hurts makes his first career NFL start. I guess I'll kick it over to you, Lou. I mean, he's another one. Well, let's see what we got. I'm I'm not touching it because it hurts. Um, 
I mean, last week he started off, he threw a big, what, 75-yard touchdown pass, and then he threw two picks later in the game. Saints defense has been pretty good. Uh, the Saints offense hasn't really slowed down without Breeze since Breeze and Hill are pretty much the same quarterback, except Hill runs a lot more. But Hill is making some nice throws. I was actually pretty impressed. But, I, again, comparing it to Breeze, it's not saying much because Breeze, you know, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn anymore. Um, I like the Saints, and I like six and a half. Uh, the Eagles just, just are a sad, sad, sad story. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints. The Eagles can't block up front. I don't think there's any way they block the Saints. This one could get ugly. Rookie quarterback against a veteran team with no protection. Not good. Um, this one I personally like because it's two teams that have screwed me over so many times, I don't know who to pick. So you have the Atlanta Falcons and the LA Chargers. The Falcons, you guys know my story with them. The Chargers... They just find every possible way to lose a game. Last week, the Patriots game was a pick 'em, and they lost 45 to nothing. <laughs> I don't want to pick a winner. <laughs> I don't want to do it. So I'm going to let Lou go first and see if he can persuade me. All right. Chargers, doesn't matter who they play. They don't really want to win football games. They, they constantly blow it at the end of every game. But last week <laughs> was, I mean, I don't know what that, that was. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it that was embarrassing. Came, and it came out of nowhere. The Patriots came out, and they hit them hard, and they hit them fast. I mean, we're, it was like 21 nothing in the first. There was special teams plays. There was defensive plays. There was offensive plays. Cam Newton looked like MVP Cam Newton. Uh, I don't think that'll happen again, not that we're talking about the Patriots, but that was a weird week right on pace with 2020 and everything that's happened. Chargers, we all knew that there was going to be some sort of regression for Herbert. Um, I didn't see it being a slam like that. I saw it being, okay, now he's only, you know, 285 yards for one touchdown, sacked six times. It was just insane. Now, Atlanta – is an interesting kind of asshole because we have constantly said how good that offense is when Julio and Matt Ryan are on the field together. And we just, no matter where we look, we're being disappointed one way or the other. So I'm with you where I don't want to pick, but the better football team here is the Atlanta Falcons. The better quarterback I actually think is Herbert, but um, I just, he hasn't given me a reason to support him yet because look, your, your stats might be pretty good, but at the end of the day, when we're talking about making picks here, it's all about who wins these football games, and the Chargers can't string together a win. Do you know how many passing yards Cam Newton had against the Chargers last week? No. 69. Nice. And they won by 45. But he, they didn't – it's like you said before, when I was talking about Carl, and you're like, he has no stats because they don't need him to do it. But yeah, then, that's what I mean. It was all defense and special teams. It wasn't even the offense. The offense did nothing. <laughs> they didn't need to. That's the what was on the field the whole time. Exactly. Which is what I'm saying. Like you lost to a team that literally didn't even need to play offense <laughs> and you still lost. Crazy. I'm going to take the Falcons 
So sorry, you know, if you're a Falcons fan, which means they're probably going to lose by 20 now, but I'm going to take Atlanta because I don't trust the Chargers more than I don't trust the Falcons. But there's no way. There's no way the Chargers win this football game. Listen, me and the Falcons, we don't go together well. I, I, I would like to agree with you, but I'm still going to take Atlanta. Um, all right, here we go. A couple more games to go. Washington at San Francisco. Washington, huge W over the Pittsburgh Steelers. God bless you, Alex Smith, and your one-and-a-half legs. Um, San Francisco, listen, they were not good with Jimmy Garoppolo. They are worse with Nick Mullins, despite him having a higher completion percentage. He throws it to the wrong team way too often. Um, I'm still going to – I don't trust Washington. I think this could be a letdown game for them. They're feeling themselves after a W last week. They go out there. San Francisco's front four is too much to handle, even without Bosa and Thomas. I'm going to take San Francisco, but I don't feel good about it. No, that's why this is a trap game, and I am the bear in the trap because I will be taking Washington for the upset here. I loved what I saw last week against what everyone was sitting there and saying is the best defense in the league. They had the second easiest schedule behind the Baltimore Ravens. and They they play the same schedule, so. Yeah, people were – yeah, but I think there was different travel. I think the travel goes into the strength of schedule as well. I'm not a doctor. I'm not sure. But um, (laughs) – Look, like we, uh, I, I believe in Alex Smith. Obviously, he's, he's still not as mobile as he was when he was with the Chiefs, but he's making throws in Terry McLaurin and that guy Sims. Woo. Yeah, Cam Sims. I yeah. loved what I saw. And you know what? That Washington defense, they're good. They're good. Chase Young applying that pressure all game long. Every single play, he was getting back there. And don't get me wrong, he's not going to get a sack every time, but he needs to make Ben make bad throws, and Ben made plenty of them. Yeah, I could see this going either way, but I'm just going to take the 49ers strictly because they're at home. I don't but. know why. I, I just I think this is it. Like I think I know how well the Giants have been playing. I think Washington is the best team in the NFC East. Oh well, they're close. They're they're close. close. They're close. Yeah, but I I, I think they're a step ahead because. So the Giants defense. Well, Washington's healthy. Yeah, but the Giants defense has also been playing very well. Oh, that, that Dude, well Gibson didn't play last week, though. Gibson played. He got hurt. He's not going to play this week either. Yeah, he's got uh, a he's got I a mean, bad turf toe injury. Yeah, the 49ers don't scare me though. I mean, I wouldn't want to go against the Washington Redskins right now. But it is a trap game, and I'm going to lose, and I'm wrong. So if you're <laughs> listening, take the 49ers. But I will be betting the uh, upset for Washington. All right, here's one of my favorite games of the week. Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. This line has actually moved a little bit in Buffalo's favor. They're now giving three points to Pittsburgh. Um, Unlike Lou, I still think Pittsburgh is good. Were they overrated? Yes. Are they terrible? No. Um, Are they going to win this game? I don't think so. Josh Allen has figured it back out. Cole Beasley is healthy. Stephon Diggs is healthy. He's got his running backs back. Uh, But what's the key for the Bills, to me anyway, is that their defense is there. They're back. They had their bye. They came back. They've played strong defense other than the Arizona game, but that kind of woke them up a little bit. Um, And I think that's the main key why I think Buffalo can make a deep playoff run. 
So I'm going to take Buffalo in this game because I think their defense, it helps out their offense that's been clicking all season long. Yeah, Tim, you want to sing a little song real quick? Sure. You ready? Yeah. I'll start. You you follow. You ready? Okay. Hey. Hey. Oh. Oh. Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> All right, Bills, easy, easy, easy money. That Bills team is someone that I personally, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, do not want to face in the playoffs. They are bringing it all together. Like I said, you can run against them. I think James Conner's activated. We'll see what happens there. But, um, if I mean, if the Steelers get that run game going, it, it, it's going to be a real close one. But I, I, Bills are clearly the better football team. Josh Allen, I trust him watching my kid. I don't even have a kid. I'm taking the Bills all the way here. They're two-point favorites. Over-unders at 48. How do you feel about that? I don't think I like it. No, I don't want to touch that. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good line. But I love the Bills. Yeah, listen, we're both on Buffalo this week. And obviously, as Chiefs fans, that would be massive for the Chiefs getting the one seed. So, go Buffalo, go. Um, Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. I wrote about this for the Friday Fire. Also, Buffalo was my bonus game on the Fire, just in case you're wondering. Um, but last game here, Browns, Ravens. I'm going to go first. The line, Baltimore's favored. Cleveland's 9-3, and three, Baltimore's 7-5. and five. They're divisional, you know, opponents. It's going to be a close game, you know, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's putting money on Baltimore because they just saw the Ravens kick the living hell out of the Dallas Cowboys who are terrible. We're going to let all those people put their money on Baltimore because we're – I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. We're putting our money on Cleveland because they are going to cover. There's no way they don't cover this because they might actually just outright win the game. Baltimore's beat up on the D-line. If you watch the game against Dallas, Calais Campbell can't even move. So I don't even know how he's out there. Baker Mayfield has played his best game as a pro. Now, yes, it did come against Tennessee, who can't stop, you know, a nosebleed in the immortal words of Bart Scott. But I'm going to take the Browns because I just think the way these two teams are playing, Baltimore is not as good as they played against Dallas. I don't think Cleveland's as good as they played against Tennessee, but I think Cleveland is playing better football this season. I know Baltimore destroyed them week one, but that was a lifetime ago. I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, give me the Browns. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I mean, I've been on this train with Lamar Jackson all season long. He's been figured out. Show's over. That's the end. The only question we have is can that run game penetrate the Baltimore Ravens? And I can tell you right now, we will find out because the Browns do nothing but run the ball until it works. And then when it works, they move and throw intercept, but we're not going to get there. But it's what we saw from Cleveland last week is real nice. They're coming in with some confidence going against the Ravens, who really it's fake confidence, if anything, because, I mean, that's like me arm wrestling a child and then celebrating. That's what that game was against Dallas. This is real, and I don't think I, – I can't believe I'm saying that. I don't think the Ravens are going to keep up with the Browns. It's weird to say that out loud. <laughs> it's so weird. So that wraps it up for us. Um, as always, Instagram, at Beak Brands, Twitter, at Beak Brands. 
You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow Lou at Lou Jocks. Um, listen, if you guys have things you want us to discuss, you can hit us up on Instagram. We're super active there. You want to talk MVP? You want to talk other awards? You want to talk playoffs? You know, Jim Mora there, a little playoffs action. We'll, and mostly Lou, but we will definitely be there <laughs> to go back and forth with you. Don't at me during school hours. I will not answer. But afterwards, after 4 o'clock, I'm game. All right? So that's kind of what we got going on social. Love you guys. And we will talk to you guys, or you'll hear us next week. <laughs>